You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, welcome back to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer, and if you are a special educator, then this is the place to be. I'm going to be right by your side helping you learn everything you can about building and operating a successful department. This podcast episode is sponsored by the Ultimate Guide to Training Paraprofessionals, which is my course to help you become an amazing leader for your staff. If you are struggling with knowing how to unite your staff, if you are unsure how to get everyone to work as a team, if you're experiencing burnout at the fact that you don't know how to be a boss to adults, then this is the course you need. The Ultimate Guide to Training Paraprofessionals takes you through 10 tried and proven steps to build a team culture, set and follow through with expectations, and implements the use of a paraprofessional handbook, which and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, is the number one thing I wish I had had when I first began teaching special ed. It wasn't the students, it wasn't the curriculum, it wasn't the scheduling, it was the adults I was supposed to be leading, and I don't mind telling you that I sucked at it for a long time, and I don't want that for you. So I'm here to help you not only learn how to properly train your staff, but to build the dream team that you've always secretly desired. So imagine yourself building a team through a strong interview process, training your team with the help of a detailed para handbook, supporting your team with open dialogue, courageous conversations, and allowing input, and then finally becoming a team who has each other's backs and celebrates the little wins we experience together. If this sounds like something that you need in your life and you are ready to put in the work to make it happen, I would love to teach you. The course is usually $97, but because you support me by listening to this show, I want to give you a special deal. If you use the link www.spedprepacademy.com slash friend, you'll be able to get the course for only $49. Now, in case you are wondering how much courses typically are, I can tell you that $49 is quite a bargain. Again, that's spedprepacademy.com slash friend. I will put a link in the show notes so that you can just click on it there and get all the details to learn how to train your staff today. Now let's get on with today's show. Have you ever received a file from another special education teacher and thought, what in the literal heck is this? Sure, it's a file filled with all of the pertinent information that a special educator needs to have. The IEP itself, meeting notices, testing information, copies of progress reports, documentation between the teacher and the parent, but it's just that it's, well, messy for a lack of a more technical term. Everything is just thrown in there, all willy-nilly, there's no organization to it, and it just looks like a nightmare. Well, I'm here today to tell you that that's not how things should be. If you are a brand new special education teacher, then there's something that I need to teach you. And if you have a few years under your belt and you're still doing this, if you're still having messy files, then I'm so happy you're here to learn this as well. But if you are a veteran teacher and you are still operating out of messy files, or you are the person who created the messy file in the first place, shame on you. (laughs) Not really. I'm kidding because I was that teacher for several years. 
having organized files is a skill that needs to be learned by all so that you don't end up being that teacher who sends an unorganized IEP file on to another teacher. And if no one ever taught you, how are you supposed to know? So that's why I'm here today is to show you a better way. So let's start with why having messy files is a no-no. First, and I tell my students this all the time, the brain loves organization. If you receive an IEP file that is highly organized, your brain feels at peace. You have a sense of calm and clarity about where you should start digging in. Whereas if you get a file with everything all crammed together with no rhyme or reason to where things are, your brain immediately goes on high alert. Your heart starts pumping faster, your chest feels tight, and your brain is in a state of complete overwhelm. There's a reason why people like things organized. It affects how you think, how you respond to things, even how you work. And organization is about so much more than just having things look tidy. A study conducted by the Society for Personality and Social Psychology found that women who had described their homes as cluttered and disorganized experienced fatigue and depression more often than women who described their homes as neat and organized. Disorganization causes stress in numerous ways. Like not being able to find your car keys can cause you to be late, which can spiral your your whole day into a non-productive nightmare. Living in a constant state of disarray causes the stress hormone cortisol to increase in your brain, lowering your motivation, affecting your memory and concentration, increasing feelings of anxiety, along with interfering with sleep, increasing the risk of heart disease, and potentially causing unnecessary weight gain. More than that, people with cleaner, less cluttered homes are generally more active, boosting mood-enhancing hormones in their brain through movement and exercise. Working in a clutter-free environment allows you to focus on tasks, completing them faster, which builds your momentum throughout the day. And your environment has a direct impact on your ability to form structured thoughts. Simply being in a cluttered or disorganized room pulls your attention away from focused tasks, making them difficult to complete. Researchers at Princeton University found that our visual cortex is highly sensitive and it is overwhelmed when presented with non-task-related objects. The more objects surrounding you, the more difficulty your brain has focusing. In fact, just looking at a cluttered room causes your brain to lose concentration and will directly impact your working memory, lower your ability to make decisions, and deplete your attention span. Too many stimuli weaken our senses, and it becomes a lot harder to listen to or read to understand new information, especially when you add stress to the mix. And we all know how stressed special education teachers are. When you're working in a clean environment and sitting at a clean desk and looking at an organized file, your brain can focus, allowing you to absorb information better. You'll become more focused both in completing specific tasks and in your overall ability to think rationally. And you'll make fewer mistakes while working on your tasks. An example of all of this technical jargon is the game memory. When I play this game with my students, they are always eager to just get the cards out on the table, flip them upside down, and get ready to play. But that's not how I let them play the game. I tell them that the brain loves patterns, and that if they will put the cards in straight columns and straight rows, they will be able to more easily remember where the card they are looking for is. I also have them turn each card over, lay it flat, and have them visualize where it is in the pattern. Then when they need that card, they can quickly remember and locate it and make a match. Having organized files is very similar. 
When you keep all of your paperwork neat and tidy and can compartmentalize it, you'll be able to quickly locate what you're looking for. Imagine if an administrator came to your room and asked to see the documentation of little Johnny's meltdown where he banged his head on the table so hard that mom took him to the doctor and you pulled out your monster file and began to shuffle through paper after paper after paper and you were not easily able to produce the document versus having an organized file where you could quickly go to the documentation folder where everything is dated and immediately find what you're looking for. How impressed would your admin be? Or better yet, how proud would you be of yourself? I've lived both of those scenarios and I know which one causes less stress. It's not hard to figure out. Getting your files organized is not difficult. In fact, it's a rather easy task that you can teach to another person so that they can help you do this quickly. Whether that's a co-teacher and you organize your files together or a paraprofessional or an aide, this is easy to do. The first is to get a set of green hanging files if you aren't using them already. They do make prettier colors these days. I have a mixture of yellow, red, and blue, and you could even assign colors to the grade levels of students to add in an extra layer of organization if you wanted. If you don't want to use a hanging folder, you will at least need a large file that can hold other files. The next thing you'll need is a box of 8 by 11 folders. These, again, can just be your ordinary manila folders if you want to use what your school has on hand and not buy anything else. But I love color, so I buy a couple of boxes of colored folders and they last me a while. One thing I don't use that I wish I had is a label printer. I think that would have added an even more professional look to my files, but I just got basic white labels and wrote on them. So once you have all of your supplies, it's time to get to work. On the hanging file, use the plastic tab to write the student's name. You can do this however you want to, but I would be consistent in what you choose. You can write the first and last name, you can write the first initial and the last name, or you can write the last name, comma, first name. You can even write the date of birth on the bottom of the tab if desired. Next, decide how many files each student will get, and this depends on your paperwork. I use nine folders for each student, and I label them with these titles. Current IEP, Previous IEPs, Meeting Notices, Staffing Reports, Prior Written Notice, Testing Information, Progress Reports, Documentation, and Miscellaneous. I keep the most current paperwork at the front of each folder so that I can open it and get access to the most recent data and you're going to want to make sure you date everything that isn't already dated. Once you have implemented this system, it will be easy to keep your files organized. After every meeting, it's just part of my routine. I transfer the last IEP to the previous IEP folder, and I add the new IEP to the current IEP folder. I file all the paperwork under the correct label, and voila, I'm done and organized. When it's time for progress reports, I have a paraprofessional file them at the front of the progress report file. When I have copies of student work that I want to keep, I date it and add it to the miscellaneous folder. I promise once you get the system up and going and you have the hang of it, it is so easy to keep it that way. If you are wanting to be more productive as a special educator, it doesn't have to be hard, but I will say that productivity requires focus. Be intentional in making this happen. Put it at the very top of your back-to-school to-do list, and I promise you will thank yourself later. So that's it. 
how to organize your IEP files. If you are not subscribed to the SPED Prep Academy newsletter, I encourage you to go to spedprepacademy.com quiz and take the short little quiz that will help you unlock the superpowers you never knew you possessed and discover the kryptonite that's been holding you back from becoming an amazing leader for your staff. It will only take a minute or two of your time and it will give you clarity on how to better manage your department. And by completing the quiz, you will also be added to the email list so that you can receive even more knowledge, inspiration, support, and discounts to different products made just for special educators each week. So again, that's spedprepacademy.com slash quiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and want to share it with friends, go ahead and screenshot an image of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the show and leave a review. They give an instant boost to my ego and help others find the podcast as well. If you liked what you heard today and realized you found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day and I'll catch you on the next episode.